I'm Dr. Greg Popcheck. And I'm Lisa Popcheck. And you're listening to the best of More to Life. Today on More to Life, Big Bad Wolf. Are you struggling with unhelpful self-talk? We're going to help you develop a healthier mindset. Give us a call at 877-573-7825. Everyone says they want to have a great marriage and family and personal life. Well, the theology of the body reveals how you can actually achieve it. More to Life. The happiest couples know how to say I do to each other every moment of every day. Surprising. Relevant. Hopeful. Angela, let's not just settle for stopping your son's behavior. Exactly. Let's talk about the kind of young man you want to raise. Practical. Theology of the body-based answers for every part of your life. God's original blueprint didn't include depression and anxiety. Yeah, that's a human invention. God wants to set you free. Let's talk about making that happen. The life you were meant to live through the theology of the body. More to life. Good morning, everyone. You are listening to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. And I'm Lisa Popchak. And today on More to Life, the big bad wolf. Do you tend to get lost in the woods of your own thoughts? Do you find yourself being attacked by that inner critic who is always trying to run you down? Maybe you tend to beat yourself up or having a hard, have a hard time getting over mistakes. If you're tired of that little voice in your head stealing your joy, telling you that you aren't good enough, can't change, won't succeed, can't be forgiven, aren't worthy of love, or any other thing that is making it hard for you to be the person God wants you to be, or live the life that God wants you to have. Let's talk about how to stop getting lost in the forest of your thoughts and learn to fight off that big bad wolf in your head. 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. Well, and wasn't that wolf in that story just so, so tricky? You know, there was all the, you know, oh, I want to know about you. I care about you. Let's work, you know, to work this out so you can have a better life than all the rules your mother gave you would let you have. It's sneaky. It's tricky. It's a liar. And we have that big bad wolf going on in our heads because obviously, you know, Satan, right? He's there. He's trying to get into our thoughts. He's trying to trick us into being less then God wants us to be less than we were created to be. And we all fight this. And I think sometimes that's a surprise to people. It really is. And I know that, you know, as that all... we all fight it, you mean? Or that, what? That, that, yeah, that it's a universal kind of experience. We all think it's us and that makes us a bad person or that there's something wrong with us. And I know as, as my kids, our kids were teenagers especially... You know, this is something that you sort of have to help them understand. And and we have one kid who actually said, it doesn't help me to know that it's other people, too. I need you to take me seriously. So we have to be careful on how we help them to understand that they're, they're not alone in the fight. And we need to know we're not alone in the fight, that this is something that happens with everybody. But we do have God and the saints and angels there to call upon to help us fight through this but we need good skills and the grace of God to be able to sort it all out sort out the truth from the lies 
and become one step closer every day, every minute to what God wants us to be. And boy, is it hard these days, isn't it? Because I think now, more than ever, ever, ever before, we have so many modes of comparing ourselves all day long or thinking we're not measuring up all day long. You know, I remember when I was a very young mother and I was just starting out in homeschooling. The only people I could compare myself to were the other folks in my town who were homeschooling and one particular homeschooling magazine that I subscribed to. And Greg can testify that about once a month or once every two months when that magazine would come out, I'd have a minor meltdown saying, I'm not doing as much as all these other mothers. What's wrong with me? And then I'd get over it because I had a husband who helped me sort that stuff out and say, you know, look at what you are doing. And you don't have their family. You have our family. And But we don't have that once a month, once every two months kind of magazine subscription. Now we have social media on a constant loop in our hands. And a lot of us are always battling that feeling of I'm not measuring up. I'm not everything my parents wanted me to be. I'm not everything my teachers said I should be. I'm not everything I thought I'd be by this fill-in-the-blank age. It's a struggle, and it can deplete us. It can exhaust us. It can even damage our relationships. So if you're struggling with beating yourself up, if you have a hard time getting over your mistakes or think you're making mistakes because you're comparing yourself to somebody else, if you're tired of that little voice in your head running you down, stealing your joy, telling you you're not good enough, that nothing's ever changed, you won't succeeding, you won't succeed or you just can't be forgiven for something, that you're somehow not worthy. Well, we're here to connect you with God's grace today and some really effective tools to help you fight back that big bad wolf in your head. Give us a call today at 877-573-7825. That's 877-573-7825. And of course, as I mentioned, sometimes you're put in a position as a parent or a friend or someone to help somebody else who's feeling this way and really struggling. And if that's your situation, we will try to help you help them today. 877 573-7825. Every day on More to Life, we try to take a look at what St. John Paul's Theology of the Body can teach us about our topic of the day. And for those who don't know, the Theology of the Body is St. John Paul's reflection on what it means to be a Christian in the modern world. What can, uh, in particular, the design of our bodies teach us about God's plan for an abundant life and healthy relationships? And today, as we look at this really difficult topic, we realize that we tend to think that the more we beat up on ourselves, the more seriously we're taking the need to make changes in our life. But the theology of the body reminds us that imbued with unimaginable dignity and the only logical response to another person is love. But guess what? That includes you. The theology of the body reminds us that by prayerfully reflecting on God's design for our bodies, we can learn something about what he intends for our life and relationships. So what does that have to do with Mm self-talk? Well, researchers at UCLA discovered that when we beat up on ourselves, it actually creates a chemical reaction in the brain that prevents the growth of new connections between nerve cells, which is necessary for learning and change to occur. 
the brain basically responds to our attacks against ourselves as a threat and so it locks down and goes into survival mode and when that happens we're not able to learn from our experience and make changes that we need to make in fact um, if we're serious about making real change in our life the same studies have shown that being loving and encouraging to ourselves is really the only way to create the chemical conditions necessary to allow the brain to grow and change and allow new neural connections to develop rather than being a sign of our repentance and change when we give in to our inner critic we actually give satan the power to undermine the progress god is calling us to make isn't that mind-blowing i mean it really the the science that we have nowadays can inform us in terms of the theology of our bodies so so much more than we've ever had the capability of doing before where we have these studies and these tests to be able to show us exactly what things are doing to our brains which is of course part of our bodies and really see well you know what the church is right when we live according to the precepts of the church where we really allow god's grace and light and love into our lives we're healthier our bodies have healthier and better and more proactive reactions 877-573-7825. Today the show is titled Big Bad Wolf as we talk about that inner critic, that voice that's always attacking us and running us down, stealing our joy, telling us we're not good enough, can't change, won't succeed, can't be forgiven, aren't worthy of love, and all the rest. Let us help you stop getting lost in the forest of your thoughts and learn to fight off that big bad wolf in your head. Give us a call at 877 877- Five seven three seven eight two five. Again, that's eight seven seven five seven three seventy eight twenty five. Let's take our concerns to the Lord, and we'll start taking your calls. In the name of the, the Father, Father and, and the Son, Son and, and the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, we come into your presence and we bring to you all of our thoughts, and we ask you to only to help us to only tune in to the voice of the Holy Spirit whispering in our spiritual ear, calling us to a more meaningful, intimate, and virtuous life. Help us to reject those thoughts that lead to powerlessness, isolation, self-pity, and self-indulgence. Help us to uh, recognize that those thoughts are not from you, and that they don't bear good fruit, and that they are leading us away from your plan for our lives. Help us instead to really love ourselves as you love us and allow your grace and love to transform us from the inside out instead of feeling like we have to flog ourselves to perfection by constantly criticizing and running ourselves down. Let us receive your love and the transformation that comes from living in your love. We ask all of this through the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary and And in the name name of the the Father, Father, the the Son, and and the Holy Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Pope St. John Paul the Great. Pray for us. Today on More to Life, we're talking about the inner critic and negative self-talk on our show titled Big Bad Wolf. If you are struggling with getting lost in the forest of your thoughts and want to learn how to fight off that big bad wolf in your head, we are here to help at 877-573-7825. Let's talk now with Lori, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Pennsylvania on Sirius 130. Hi, Lori. Welcome to More to Life. What can we do for you? Good morning. Good morning. Uh, Thank you for taking my call. 
Yes, um, as I had said, um, subscriber, I'm um, fighting the fact that I can't think of anything in the daytime at all, except when I, you know, do the mass, and I don't even do my inspirational readings, and I do say the rosary, and I um, do have some mild cognitive impairment. Um, I'm 75. Um, that doesn't have anything to do with it, but... Um, um, anyway, um, I, I'm just um, fi- fighting the fact, and I think that's what you're just saying when you fight it. You're, Laurie, um, let me ask you: what What is your goal, though? What are you What are you What are you trying to do that you're struggling with exactly? I'm trying to increase my prayer life. I used to have it. Mm-hmm. And so you okay? And so you it. go to mass and you say a rosary, but you're saying no. But, well, I don't go to mass. I, I see it on TV. Okay. 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 I, yeah, I'm paired that way to go to. I that. understand. Church. But when you say that you 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 know you you are struggling to connect with God throughout the day, how would you? How let me ask you this: How would you know if you were connected to Him? Well, I listen to praise music, and that gets stuck in my crawl, as the expression says in the country here. And I'll have that in my my mind. The, um, what I just heard like last or a favorite one of mine mainly what I heard last and I'll, it'll go through my head mm-hmm. but so when, whenever you're here, when you're reflecting on, on the, the words of the praise music or whenever you are doing some spiritual activity that, that that's helpful for you but you're saying that you're having a hard time staying connected to God throughout the day and I'll, you know, I'm, I'm going to suggest this to you and anybody else who's in a similar situation where, you know, we, we often, you know, we wake up in the morning and we push ourselves through the day and we collapse at night and you know, we don't really recognize all the million ways that God is reaching out to us. Um, and I would like you, Laurie, to get a notebook and to start keeping a, a praise journal. Now, it's sort of like a gratitude journal, only specifically what, what I want you to do is I want you to write down any of the things that go on in the day that are that are good at all where and either the good the blessings that happen to you or the ways that you are able to be a blessing to others and you might say well you know i'm 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 kind I'm of homebound and there's nothing i can do but you, you still can reach out to others you can call people you can let them know that you love them that you you're can praying, be praying for them for people every you know day. so there are ways that that god is blessing you through the good things that happen in the course of the day but also ways that god is using you still to be a blessing to others and we need to be grateful for both of those sets of things and praise him for those things so i want you to write down both examples of the good things that happen in the course of your day, uh, any, no matter how small it is, and I'll come back to that in a second. And I also want you to write down the little ways that you have been, that God has used you to be a blessing to others. And if you can't think of any, then start thinking of ways that you can be a blessing mm-hmm. to others and write them down. send somebody a card, you can give them a call, whatever that is. And then I want you to, when, when you go write those things down, I want you to go back over them at the end of the day, and I want you to praise God for each one of those things. Read it out loud. Lord, thank you for... You know, letting me be able to bring a smile to so-and-so's face. I praise you for using me to be a blessing to others. Lord, thank you for, you know, the, the, the homily at Mass touching my heart. Thank you for that gift of, of you know, uh, thank you for this, the, the beautiful sunrise, you know, that I saw this morning. I praise you for your creation. I want, and, and I want to come back to this, you know, the idea of writing down the good things that happen because um, we have a tendency to think that, that the, any good thing that happens is just, I don't know, luck, coincidence, uh, you know, just something that happens that we benefit from, but we don't connect it to God. And I, and I want to I 
lay this out here. You know, the in the Christian story, everything is supposed to be awful all the time because <laughs> because of, of sin. Fall and right? sin. Right. I mean, at the very beginning, when God created things, it was perfect. The balance between and the and the, and the union between God and man and creation was perfect and then sin wrecked everything and everything is supposed to be awful all the time because of that if if there is anything good that happens at all it's because god is calling order out of the chaos peace out of the conflict healing out of the pain so any good thing that happens is a, a hug from god to you any good thing god is saying i love you lori and I brought order out of the chaos and peace out of the conflict and healing out of the pain specifically for you because I love you. And I think that's worth writing down and praising yeah. him for. And I think writing that down is really going to help. The other thing I'm strongly going to encourage you to do, Lori, is to set a timer. Even for, you know, every three hours, every hour if you have the time. You know, you're saying you're home right now a lot of the time and set that timer to have a little date with God and just be able to pause when that timer goes off then reset it afterwards but re, you know that that moment to say I love you so much Lord thank you for whatever it is that happened in the last hour let me just spend a moment thinking about how wonderful you are even pick one of the psalms of praise and read through that or get one or two lines of that to remind you how to praise God but if you set that timer the way you would if you were working for you know, a coffee break or a meeting you have. Set those meetings with God intentionally. That timer goes off and you get a little time with the man who loves you the most in the world, which is God, your creator, and your joy. Laurie, thank you so much for the call. If there's more we can do to support you, don't hesitate to reach out again. And listeners, we are taking your calls about that inner critic, that negative self-talk that we all struggle with. Do you tend to beat up on yourself? Do you have a hard time getting over mistakes? Maybe you're tired of that little voice in your head constantly running, your, running you down, stealing your joy, telling you you aren't good enough, can't change, won't succeed, can't be forgiven, aren't worthy of love. The list goes on and on. Let us help you stop getting lost in the forest of your thoughts and learn to fight off that big bad wolf in your head. The number to call is 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877 573 7825. When we come back, we'll continue taking your calls. We'll also be joined by Rachel Isaac, who is a pastoral counselor with CatholicCounselors.com. She'll be sharing some insights on how to stop the negative thinking and start hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit counseling us instead. Stick around for that and a whole lot more when More to Life continues after the break. The Wisdom of Mother Angelica. I said to the churches one day, what do you think you're going to look like in heaven? Oh, some of them had absolutely magnificent ideas. I didn't think of one of them. So I got desperate because then my turn came. I didn't know what to say. And so in desperation, I said, what do you think I'll wear in heaven? And they all said with one voice, armor. <laughs> EWTN. Live truth. Live Catholic. This program is brought to you in part by Charity Mobile, a proud partner of Ave Maria Radio for over 15 years. Charity Mobile is the pro-life cell phone company and has sent nearly $2 million to thousands of pro-life charities. 4G LTE coverage is available nationwide, and 5% of your monthly plan price goes to your favorite pro-life charity. A video introduction is available at CharityMobile.com. 
Charity Mobile, everyday living, effortless giving. CharityMobile.com This Ave Maria radio program is brought to you in part by Fathom Events. The new feature film, Mother Teresa and Me, is in theaters for one night only, Thursday, October 5th. Mother Teresa and Me weaves together the stories of two women, Mother Teresa, who served the poor with love amidst her dark night of the soul, and Kavita, a young woman who is searching for love while struggling with her unexpected pregnancy. Information at FathomEvents.com. That's FathomEvents.com. This program is brought to you by the following nonprofit underwriter. CMF Juro is the Catholic healthcare option you've been searching for. From concierge service to ethical consultations to partnerships with one of the nation's largest healthcare sharing ministries, CMF Juro offers a pro life, Catholic approach to your overall health and well being. Find out today if CMF Curo is right for you. Call 833-GET-CURO. That's 833-G-E-T-C-U-R-O. Or visit MyCatholicHealthCare.com. I'm Dr. Greg Popchek. And I'm Lisa Popchek. And you're listening to the best of More to Life. Welcome back to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchek. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. Today we're talking about negative self-talk and that inner critic that runs us down. How do we get past that tendency to beat up on ourselves and instead start to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit leading us to the life God wants us to have? 877-573-7825. Joining us right now, Rachel Isaac. She is a pastoral counselor with CatholicCounselors.com. She's also a specialist in performance and success psychology and directs our program, St. Sebastian Program for Performance Excellence at CatholicCounselors.com. Rachel, welcome to More to Life. Thanks for having me. So you wanted to talk a little bit about how we can begin to fight back against the negative and hurtful thoughts that we all contend with. Where do we start? Well, I think that, you know, when we're struggling with negative self-talk, we often kind of find it difficult to combat our self-talk because it's really easy to convince ourselves that our thoughts are true. So, for example, if maybe, you know, I have a new project or a presentation coming up, or I might kind of think, you know, I can't do this. I've never given a presentation before. Or if I need to set a boundary with somebody, I might think, you know, I've never set a boundary with this person. It's not going to work. Right? We hold on to these negative thoughts because if, in fact, we haven't given a presentation or set a boundary before, then, okay, technically that thought is maybe, quote, true. Right? But that's why in order to kind of combat our negative self-talk, it's a lot more effective to ask ourselves, is this thought helpful or is it hurtful? Because when we frame our thoughts as either helpful or hurtful, it becomes a lot easier to combat those negative thoughts and kind of commit to those, those thoughts that will ultimately support us. So saying, I've never set a boundary before might be true, but it's definitely not helpful. You know, so a more helpful thought would potentially be, you know, I'm capable of trying new things, or even if it's difficult, I can be successful. Or, you know, if you're really scared because you've never done it before, say, God's giving me an opportunity to learn this skill, and he's going to be with me as I set this this boundary. So not letting the, I've never done it, or I'm a little bit afraid, frighten us, but to say, you know, with God's grace, he's calling me to this moment, and he's giving me as this moment as the time to overcome this fear and begin to learn this new skill. 
Right. And, and those thoughts, too, you know, we can even think about it in terms of like those, those helpful thoughts being kind of God being our best friend and supporting us in that. Right. So I even like to kind of think of this as, as you know, being our own best friend. So if our, our best friend says, you know, I've never done this before, I can't do it. You know, more often than not, our reaction is to immediately kind of jump in and say, no, you've got this. You can do it. Right. If we, if we say this to our best friend, we believe in our best friend in that way, we ultimately need to talk to ourselves in that same way. So we can kind of look at our thoughts as being helpful or hurtful. We can also look at them in terms of are we being our own best friends or are we being a bully to ourselves? I you know, think another, another in terms of these helpful thoughts being from God, who is our best friend, right. and those hurtful thoughts being from Satan, who's who is that bully. I'm glad you said that. That's exactly where I wanted to go with this. You know, pointing out that that you know, as we listen to the thoughts that go through our head, you know, we have a tendency to think that they oh they're they're just my thoughts, but really, you know, any helpful thought is at least prompted by the Holy Spirit, if not directly the voice of the right. Holy Spirit. Any unhelpful thought, any hurtful thought, is at least prompted by the enemy, if not the voice of the enemy. This is kind of drawing from St. Ignatius of Loyola's Principles in Spiritual Discernment. We, you know, we hear God's voice speaking to us through those helpful thoughts. We hear the voice of the enemy speaking to us through those hurtful thoughts. And if we're able to categorize them the way you're suggesting, then we can start to even say, well, what would be a more helpful way to think about this and that then is actually the voice of god even though we hear it in our own voice the the, the ability right. to think in those helpful ways is prompted by the holy spirit exactly so that idea of kind of really allowing god to be our best friend you know is yeah. such a an empowering experience um and and you know satan always whispers these things to us that that you know again we might say well i guess that's true right but it's really, it's not truthful and it's not helpful. And so to be able to kind of reframe that thought for ourselves and, and know where that's coming from, like you're saying, if it's consolation or desolation from Satan or from God kind of thing, and be able to kind of redirect that for ourselves to commit to those thoughts that are going to support us, are going to uplift us, and are going to lead us in a, in, into, you know, those deeper and more meaningful and more virtuous relationships with, with God, with ourselves, with other people, that, you know, is that definition of our thoughts being a lot more helpful. (laughs) Exactly. Rachel, I want to thank you for being with us today. Great insights. I know it's going to be helpful to a lot of folks. And if folks would like to learn more about Rachel Isaac's work, you can go to catholiccounselors.com. Be sure while you're there to check out the St. Sebastian Center for Performance Excellence, which she directs at catholiccounselors.com. With that, we are taking your calls about the negative self-talk and inner critic in your head. Let's talk about those negative thoughts that are getting in the way of you being the person God wants you to be or live the life God wants you to have. Today, many U.S. citizens chafe under big government and have actually turned anti-government. St. Paul, however, teaches that in some way, the civic authorities are ministers of God. Even King Jesus didn't consider it unjust to give taxes to Caesar. But we must never let Caesar or the king, the prime minister, uh, stand in the place of God and control our conscience. When ancient Israel demanded that Samuel give them a human king, Samuel warned them that he's going to bring heavy taxes, he's going to bring a military draft, he's going to favor the rich. And when Jesus, the true king, actually arrives, he dies for his people because that's what a true king is willing to do. King Jesus, still on the throne, no matter what presidents, dictators, or earthly rulers do, 
and we have to remember, we get our marching orders from Him. Cresta in the Afternoon, weekdays at 4 Eastern on EWTN Radio. Father Benedict Groeschel. Ah, oh, I love reverence. Wherever I go in the world, I usually go to visit the religious buildings. And no matter what I see, I see reverence, awe. I've been in temples and mosques where I saw more reverence and awe of God than I see in Christian churches, even sometimes in Catholic churches. Oh yes, let me say it. When I was a boy, Catholics were much more reverent and respectful in church. You never, ever spoke in church. I was a young priest. A man had a heart attack at the beginning of Mass. I stopped the Mass. We prayed for the man. While the police were coming, the ambulance, they removed him from the church. He didn't die. Not one word was spoken. The police officers and the ambulance attendants who came whispered, respect. I wish it were true today. EWTN. Live truth. Live Catholic. I'm Dr. Greg Popcheck. And I'm Lisa Popcheck. And you're listening to the best of More to Life. Hi, this is Dr. Greg Popcheck. Discipline is a difficult question to navigate in today's culture. Many parents don't like the idea of corporal punishment, but fear spoiling their children as well. Luckily, the church has long provided guidance for parents on this subject. In fact, some well-known saints have specifically preached against corporal punishment. St. John Chrysostom wrote, Accustom your children not to be trained by the rod, for when he feels it, he will learn to despise it, and when he has learned to despise it, he has reduced your system to naught. St. John Bosco wrote, Force indeed punishes the guilt, but does not heal the guilty. To strike a child in any way must be avoided. Psychology, brain science, and our Catholic faith agree that parents should assume the best gently correct the wrongdoing, and redirect the child toward more positive behavior. Avoiding force will continue a relationship of trust and mutual respect between you and your child. For more guidance on Catholic parenting, visit moretoliferadio.com. Welcome back, folks. You are listening to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. And I'm Lisa Popchak. Today we're talking about fighting back against that inner critic, that negative self-talk we all contend with on our show titled The Big Bad Wolf. If you find that you keep getting lost in the forest of your thoughts and want to learn how to fight off that big bad wolf in your head, we're here to help at 877-573-7825. Maybe you have a hard time getting over mistakes. Maybe you're tired of that little voice in your head running you down, stealing your joy, telling you you aren't good enough. Or maybe you don't actually hear the voice. You just have those feelings Mm -hmm. that, that that, that make you feel like you can't do this or you can't get past that. They come in as anxiety. They come in as a feeling of of you know uselessness. They just come in as that feeling that stops you from moving forward even if you can't put a name on the feeling it just makes you stop doing what god's calling you to do believe it or not those feelings though are caused by an inner dialogue that you might not even be aware of yep let us help you tune in to those voices and learn to get a handle on those feelings 877-573-7825 again that's 877 877- 
573-7825. Or as Rachel Isaac was talking about in the last segment, you know, if, if this happens to a friend of ours, we think, well, we can cheer them on. But maybe you do have somebody in your life who's really fighting this kind of thinking or maybe not fighting hard enough, and you don't know quite how to help. We're here to help you with that as well. So give us a call today on More to Life at 877-573-7825. We're talking now with Ken, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Michigan on Ave Maria Radio. Hi, Ken. Welcome to More to Life. What's going on? Hello there. I was listening to your presentation in the last caller I uh, had some questions, and I liked the uh, the recommendation that you gave her about uh, spending time with God, having appointments with God. Yes, with yeah. And I guess what I'm looking for is I do that on occasion uh, as part of my prayer, but I'm looking for better ways of hearing God speaking to me. I understand He speaks through positive thoughts and so forth and positive experiences, but I guess I'm kind of yearning for a relationship with God similar to that which I might have with a good friend here on earth where I I talk, I hear the answer, I can see what he's doing and so forth. So if you could give me some guidance on that. Sure. Let me ask you this first, Ken. Have you ever asked him for that kind of relationship? Uh, Boy, that's a good question. I can't remember if I ever have, but it's a a good suggestion. I'm going to suggest that start with just saying, Lord... I'm hearing about this kind of relationship. I have a longing for it in my heart. If that longing is there, I know it comes from you. I want a best friend relationship with you. I want to be able to hear you. I want you to guide every step of my life. Please grant that to me and give me the eyes to see you, the ears to hear you, the mind to comprehend you, the heart to love and adore you. Please come into my life in that way. Because if you were going to start a relationship with a friend or, you know, let's say you want to start a dating relationship with somebody, somebody does, you don't just kind of sit around and hope, you know, I hope that person notices me. I, I hope that one day we can be friends. You invite them out for a cup of coffee. You know, you say, hey, let's, let's like join this basketball team together and spend some time so we can get to know each other, whatever that is. And we need to open our hearts in that way to God and invite him into relationship with us. He's just waiting at the door. So I would start there. Um, but let me ask you as a follow-up, you, you know, you said that you understand that God speaks to us through those helpful thoughts and those sorts of things. Talk, talk to me a little bit more about how would you know if you were hearing God? Well, one one method would be to look for kind of a positive experience. You mentioned St. Ignatius of Loyola and the spiritual exercises. There's mm-hmm. a sense of consolation that we have. I mm-hmm. know that that's Interesting, though, that's not always necessarily a good feeling, right? So, so that people right. get confused about that. So, for example, if I'm feeling an experience of guilt... But that feeling of guilt is leading me to maybe go to confession or uh, you know, right. heal the damage I did. That's also a consolation. Right. Anyway, so but go on. I'm sorry. Right. Okay. So I, I guess uh, aside from that sense of consolation, if I know that I'm good going to better, then the consolation comes from God. If I'm bad going to worse, then the consolation really... So there's desolation from the enemy, evil. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So I'm, I, I guess... I... I at this point, I'm kind of at a at a loss. How do I know that God's um, that God's talking to me? Well, I I hear Him through Scripture. Sometimes mm-hmm. I mean, p- pick up Scripture and say, "God, please give me something that'll help me." And I might pick up and open up to a passage that's okay. spot on to what I'm dealing with. So 
So that's one way of dealing. All right. No, I, I, and I think you're on the right track. You're doing so. So I actually, I think that Lisa's suggestion is going to change a lot for you. And so I'd really make that my my prayer focus, kind of every day for for the next good long while. Um, but in addition to that, you know, you're saying that you understand that those thoughts are from God. But I, I, I feel like there's still a disconnect there, right? Because, you know, you're, you're looking for some kind of completely external confirmation that God's talking to you as if like, you know, God had to speak to you through his own voice. So you find the scripture verse that says, or, you know, we, we hear this, you know, basic theophany, you know, this voice of God. Yeah. But, but really, the language of God is experience. Right. God speaks and things come into being. Right. So God speaks to us through the stuff that happens. He speaks to us through the thoughts that occur in our head. And we might think, well, that's just the way creation works or that's just the way our thoughts work. But that's not the case at all. It's it's that God is speaking to us through any experience or, as Ignatius put it, movement of the spirit, any impulse, any desire, any whatever, that, that, that pushes us, like you said, from, from good to better. For the, any, any helpful thought, any helpful impulse, that's actually God talking to us because the, the, the language of God is experience. And, and that's why we read about in Scripture about the still, small voice. You know, those, those theophanies happen. You know, Eli- you're talking about Elijah, very... right? He, he didn't hear God in the storm. He didn't yes. hear God in the fire. He didn't hear God in the big earthquake. earthquake. It was the still, small voice. And, and we have that sort of running through Scripture and also running through the lives of the saints where they experience God in that way. Certainly there are times he makes himself enormously present. And those have been dramatized for us in, in every kind of entertainment and even religious film. But that still small voice, that ability to just respond to God is a gift that we can ask the Holy Spirit for. And God desires a relationship with us so deeply that he died for it. And he's waiting for us to say, Lord, we want it deeper. We want it more. Can you come more into my heart and give me all the ways I can have to recognize you and be responsive to you and love you more. And Greg, you said, you know, make that the focus of your prayer for the good long while. Well, you know what? In our marriage, we make a daily point to connect with one another, check in with one another, tell each other we love each other. It's the same with God. It's a lifelong process of inviting and building that relationship. It, it's not a one and done. Well, and, and, and to that end, to kind of build on that invitation that you suggested that, that, that John, uh, that Ken make, excuse me, um, that... The, other, the the way to continue to give that invitation to God is when you have that experience of a thought that moves you from good to better, when you have that experience of anything that, that helps encourage you to be more of the person God wants you to be or, uh, or live the life God wants you to live, even if you think it's just your thoughts or it's just coincidence or it's just whatever, praise God in that moment for speaking to you. Say, Lord, thank you for speaking to me through this thought. Thank you for speaking to me through this experience. Thank you for speaking to me in this moment, right? Start to acknowledge that that actually is God talking to you through the language of experience that that is his language. Uh, and, And you'll start to connect the dots on a deeper level that, oh my gosh, God is speaking to me literally all day long. Mm -hmm. And I never realized it before. 
Um, so, so as you invite him, and, and I say, Lord, I want that friendship relationship with you. I want that more intimate connection with you. But then also throughout the day, write down those little moments where you do experience that consolation. And then, like we were suggesting to a previous caller, praise him for speaking to you in that experience, using that language of experience. I, I think that you're going to be a lot more confident in hearing God's voice if you can start to genuinely, you know, consciously acknowledge that those are moments where he really is speaking to you, even though you think it's just your voice or you think it's just coincidence or just a, the thing that happened. It's really God's voice. But remember to talk to him as that friend you want to develop a relationship. So it starts with, good morning, Lord. Thank you for getting me through the night. What do you want me to do today? All these things are on my list. Can you be with me on this list? Then, but guide me as I go through it, so I'm doing what you want. And the thoughts that occur to you in response to that question, assuming they are helpful mm -hmm. thoughts, are God speaking to you? Praise him for that. Thank you, Lord, for answering my question through these thoughts. And sometimes it's going to be more profound, and it'll be something like, well, Ken, put aside your to-do list and call that dear friend, or you know, do this bigger thing for the church, or whatever it is. Sometimes he's just going to say, remember to wash your socks. <laughs> you know, you'll just have that thought of, darn, I, I'm behind on my laundry, and yeah, I got to... Okay, God cares enough about me to remind me to wash my socks. Boy, he really loves me. <laughs> and that might sound silly, but, but but the point is, you know, he does care about our self-care. Yeah, because he cares we, about every, every, <laughs> every cell of who we are, everything about our lives. He if it's loves a, us so much. If it's a thought or an impulse that, that helps you live a healthier, happier, more productive, more... Uh, effective life a life that feels closer to him it is it is god can I, I, I to build on these themes um we do talk more about how to hear god's voice in my book the life god wants you to have uh, it's all about discernment but really about how to how to get better at really just hearing him talk to us through experience uh, and uh, you can pick that up at catholiccounselors.com or wherever books are sold again that's the life god wants you to have thank you so much for the call what a great question and we uh, hope that these suggestions will get you started and if there's more we can do for you please don't hesitate to call us back 877-573-7825 is the number to call we are talking about addressing that inner critic and learning how to hear the voice of the holy spirit whispering in our spiritual ear so that we can fight back against the voice of the enemy, the voice of that inner critic running us down, stealing our joy, disconnecting us from the people in our lives and the love that God wants us to experience. If you would like to learn how to fight back against those negative, unhelpful thoughts and start tuning into what the Holy Spirit is whispering in your ear, let us help you. 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. And let's take a look before we go to break at our scripture for today, which comes from 2 Corinthians 10.5. We hold captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. You know, every thought is, is given to God in a way that we were just talking about with Ken. When we have that ongoing conversation with God all day long, because the Holy Spirit is present with us all day long, because we've invited God, God to be present with us all day long. It makes it so much easier to take every thought and say, Lord, what do you want me to do with this? This is what I'm feeling or thinking right now. Should I act on it? Shouldn't I act on it? How do I glorify you in it? What are you trying to tell me? And when it is a helpful thought, 
we know that God is working with us and in us. And when it's not, we can just say, Satan, go to the foot of the cross in the name of Jesus Christ. I'm living for God, not for you. And I'm fighting back from this. So it really allows us to take every single thought we have and make it a beautiful, wonderful spiritual experience. That takes practice, just like any skill does. So don't let it, you know, make you feel like it's overwhelming. Just start little by little, talking to God and inviting him into your life. 877 877- Five seven three seven eight two five. Let us help you fight back against that inner critic and start tuning in to the voice of God, consoling you, helping you grow, helping you change, helping you receive the love and grace that He wants to give you. That number to call is eight seven seven five seven three seventy eight twenty five. More to life. We'll be back with more of your questions about fighting back against that inner critic when we continue in just a minute. When I was outside of the church there was always an unsettled feeling. There was always a feeling of something missing and something not complete. The the deal clincher is we found our way to our our parish and we met just an incredible pastor. We learned things that we'd never been taught. Wouldn't be the person that I am without the church and without the sacraments, particularly the Eucharist. I can't live without it. If you've been away from the Catholic Church, visit catholicscomehome.org. Does your brain appreciate stained glass for more than its beauty? I'm Chuck Gatica, and this is Journey Strong. Early Christians couldn't read or write for the most part. Stained glass windows placed in newer church buildings became Bible teachers. These beautiful works of art inspired and highlighted various Bible stories. According to a study from the University of Waterloo, it isn't just our ancient relatives who enjoyed the symbolism of Christian art. Our brains prefer symbols to words. I know, I'm a visual thinker. Let's face it, we can learn from symbols and we can remember more about what we have seen according to the research. Solid visuals can also help us understand abstract concepts. Maybe you relate to visual thinking too. Catholics often practice Visio Divina, praying with or focused on art. Think of how an illustrated children's Bible makes the job of explaining Holy Scripture and God's plan for us so much easier. For more on this, look for the Journey Strong tab at the homepage of AveMariaRadio.net. Would you get on a plane that doesn't have a pilot? Investing in passive index mutual funds may present the same issue. The Ave Maria mutual funds are actively managed by seasoned investment professionals to help you meet your investment goals in a morally responsible way. Ave Maria funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors could invest in the no-load Ave Maria mutual fund. You can learn more about the Ave Maria mutual funds at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. Want more tips for living a more joyful, abundant life through the gift of the theology of the body? Well, and follow us on Facebook at More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa, and on Twitter and Instagram at Catholic Counselors. We'll see you there. Welcome back, and thank you for joining us today on More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and we are taking your calls about that inner critic, that negative voice that we all deal with, that pulls us away from the life God wants us to have. How do we fight back against that voice? And more importantly, tune in to the voice of the Holy Spirit whispering in our spiritual ear, drawing us closer to the life he wants for us. 877-573-7825. Let's talk now with John, who's listening to EWTN Radio in New Jersey. Hi, John. Welcome to More to Life. What's going on? 
Hi, what's going on? Good to talk to you guys. I listen to you guys all the time. So, thank you uh, so much. What can we do for you today? Well, I I'm dealing with I think what a lot of guys always deal with, and uh, it's got to be blunt about it. It's just lust. You know, even down to Jersey Shore, it's, uh, the summer times come and you know, come the bikinis, and then winter time comes, and here come the leggings. <laughs> and so uh, <laughs> the internet never helps, <laughs> you know. Okay. And so uh, uh, it's and I've gone to counseling and talked to counselors about this, and I've talked to uh, and I've gone, actually gone to some essay meetings. I'll just uh, just to say, you know, what this thing that started like when you're young and you find one of your uncle's Playboy books or something like that, and then it just. And it just spins out of control. Let's talk a little bit about what that really is. So, um, and the the book, I think, will be helpful as a follow-up, but I just want to, in my book, Broken Gods, Hope, Healing, and the Seven Longings of the Human Heart, I actually look at the seven deadly sins, lust being one of them, of course, and and I point out that behind each one of these sins, and really behind every sin, there is actually a godly longing. Now, you might think, well, that's weird. How could you possibly say there was a godly longing behind a sin? Well, what happens is, you know, God created certain needs in us, um, and he wants to show us how to meet those needs in healthy ways. But the voice of the enemy gets in and starts suggesting unhealthy and unhelpful ways to meet those needs. So the divine longing that's behind the sin of lust is the longing for communion and connection. It's the longing for intimacy. The more we feel connected, the more we open ourselves up to deep, healthy intimacy in our lives, the, the more we feel connected on the level that we need to be connected on with the people around us, the less we experience the temptation to lust. Certainly pornography is no help. The internet is no help. But the reality is the stronger we are, the stronger our relationships, the deeper our relationships, the more we have opened up our heart to authentic, vulnerable, healthy, intimate connection with the people in our lives, the less temptation to lust we experience. The the more we are resistant to all those images that are bombarded with us all that we are bombarded with all the time and so the point my, I'm trying to make here John is that when you experience that feeling of lust what's really happening there is it's pointing to a lack of communion in your life and you need to not just say what's wrong with me that I can't stop lusting it's God is saying to me I have not made deep enough connections in my life what do I need to do to go deeper what can I do right now in this experience of lust to reach out to somebody and show them that I care for them? Not to get something out of them, but specifically to not objectify them, but just to serve them for the sake of making their life a little easier or more pleasant. It could be as simple as, you know, opening the door of a, of a, a you know, restaurant for somebody who's walking into it without not without it being the object of your lust, just someone else. It could be going and, and you know, mowing your neighbor's lawn. Something that's going to say... Or something simple, even just calling somebody simple. and telling them that you care about them or you wanted to check in on them. Just anything something in that, that moment, in that, exactly, in that moment where you're experiencing that feeling of lust, it really is a call to authentic communion. Satan wants you to settle for shallow connection that will not satisfy you. And that's what pornography and and all the other things related to that um, 
are about. It's, it's that shallow se- illusion of connection that Satan wants you to settle for. So in that experience of lust, you need to reach out to someone in that moment and find a way to build connection. Now, even, okay, if you're looking at somebody with lust, in that moment, you can work for their good by offering up a prayer for that person and saying, Lord, help them to know how beautiful they are in your eyes and make, help me to not ever do anything that would make this person or anybody feel less than the wonderful, godly creature that you've made them to be. That includes anything that comes across your eyes on the Internet. If you begin to pray for that person who's been objectified in this way, it will sink into you that this is, this is you know, somebody else has encouraged you to treat somebody like an object, and you can say, no, this is a real person. I'm going to say a prayer for this person, shut off my screen, and go make a real-life connection. Yeah, with but it's not, it's not just enough to sh- turn off the screen. It's the, what Lisa said, the second part. Go, then go immediately and make a connection with somebody That's right. in a healthy way where you're serving them and making a positive difference in their lives. The, the sin of lust is really a distortion. It's Satan's plagiarism of the divine longing for communion. And only by making that deep communion are we able to to heal that wound. We offer a program at CatholicCounselors.com called Connected, which takes this very approach that I'm describing to you to help people overcome uh, porno- their connection to pornography and lust. It's a virtual program, so it can be done by anyone, anywhere. Uh, and it's 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 really we're getting some tremendous feedback from it. You can learn more about it at CatholicCounselors.com. We're going to be starting a new session of it here in the next couple of weeks. So come to CatholicCounselors.com to learn more about our connected program. Uh, I think that you'll really get a lot out of it if you want to really build on what we've suggested here. I think the suggestions we made on the show will, will, will get you in the right direction. The book Broken Gods. Hope, healing, and the seven longings of the human heart, especially the chapter on lust, will be beneficial. Our program Connected will be beneficial to you. But the, but the, the, the process here is really realizing that it's not just about avoiding temptations to lust. It's about making real connection and going deeper than you've ever gone before in making in- intimate connection with the people in your life. Because a lot of times we think, oh, well, my relationships are fine. But they're really not deep and intimate and vulnerable and the kind of love, experience and the kind of love that God wants us to experience. And as, unless we're doing that, then we're always going to be tempted to the lust. That's, that's a sign that we're not getting enough of the love and intimacy that God wants for us. Thanks for the call. If there's more we can do for you, you know where to find us here on the air or learn more about both the book, Broken Gods, and our connected program at CatholicCounselors.com. The thing I, I want you to take away from the show... Um, is that this inner critic, you know, any, as Rachel Isaac was saying, any unhelpful thought is really from the enemy. It might be your, it might be in your voice. It might be in your parents' voice. It might be in your teacher's voice. It might be, it might just be some feeling that comes over you. But if it's not helpful, it is the voice of the enemy. On the other hand, if you are experiencing any voice in your head that's helpful, that is encouraging you to be more of the person God wants you to be, if you're just having a feeling that's helping you become more of that helpful, effective, generous, godly person, that is the voice of God. Tune into those consolations of the Holy Spirit. Know that God is speaking to you, encouraging you, whispering in your spiritual ear to help you become everything he created you to be. You can learn more about all these resources to overcome that inner critic at our website, catholiccounselors.com, where you can check out all the books and resources we've mentioned, including the Pastoral Solutions Institute's telecounseling practice, where you can work with a faithful, professional Catholic counselor to help you transform your marriage, family, or personal life. 
Learn more at CatholicCounselors.com and get out there and celebrate the life God has for you. You've been listening to More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa Popchuk. More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and is carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Dan McGraw. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net.